Hello. Hi. I first want to say what an honor it is to interview my own bishop and be part of the Potter's House family. Oh, I've been thanks. waiting for this moment for two and a half years. Oh, wow. I'm glad I am, it worked out. I am so excited, seriously, about the up-and-coming uh, leadership conference. Yes. I have to plug it April 17th through 21st, which I know that you're going to knock it out of the park for entrepreneurs and leaders to soar further in their life because that is what you are about. You are a Take this as a compliment. You are a disruptor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do take it as a compliment. I think no, it's because very, very you know important. what? I interviewed Sarah a couple of years ago on a topic called the power of asking, um, which is a topic that I'm passionate about, and it's something that you mentioned in store that I'll touch on later. But I have to tell you, um, the reason I love the book, first of all, is that you said that you wrote this particular book to show people how to build their business from the ground up. And I am a firm believer in not telling people what to do, but showing them how to do that. And you definitely, definitely do that. And um, before I touch on the question, so many people in life dwell on their past loss and disappointments. And then, you know, on Sunday, you're always talking about walking awkwardly. And people use excuses that they're single, they're too old, they use their past labels, they don't have the capital, as you talk about in store. Um, to start or the know-how to begin, but you made a statement in story. You say that God, however, was not interested in Moses' excuses, just as he is not fooled by ours. Instead, he simply asked Moses, what is in your hand? Mm-hmm. So let's start with what you got. You also talk about one of my biggest passions, I, and I literally wrote the book, The Power of Asking, but it is a huge passion I have. And I wanted you to first elaborate how someone could start with what they have now. As we both know, your hesitation will only become a limitation, as you state often. Is how does someone, you know, start with what they have? You build according to scale. You know, you may have to start it in your home. You may have to start it out of the trunk of your car. It doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. But no matter how small the scale, get started. Getting started is so important because once you get started, you gain momentum as you go along. And, yes, you can hit hardships and you do have obstacles, but you can never be successful if you never get started. And so start where you are and build out. I see so many people saying, well, I can't start the business because I can't get a building, or I can't start the business because I can't do this or I can't do that. Start it on whatever level you can and get it out there, and people will be attracted to movement. Nobody is attracted to a parked car. People are attracted to movement. (laughs) (laughs) You You don't know why I'm laughing. i got to tell you, I was married to a military member, and I literally took a 50-foot telephone cord in the closet on base housing, stuck my computer in there and called it my office. I did not have a clue about branding and marketing, but I found someone that knew more than I did, and I said, teach me how to run rather than crawl because I want to go. And uh, it's like what you said, you know, people will use every excuse that they're too old, they're too young, they're single, you know, you know, I was raised this way, my parents were alcoholics, whatever the case may be. And they're just labels that stop us. They're excuses. And I tell people all the time, excuses are well-planned lies, and you hit the nail on the head. 
<laughs> You're exactly right. And if there is anybody in this on this world who did anything with their lives, whether they were your age or your race or your whatever the situation is, if one person did it, it's a sign you can do it too. Exactly. Um, you mentioned one of my biggest passions, as I said, the power of asking. Um, you gave an example when Sarita, First Lady Jake, started learning about the candle business. She asked a lot of questions. And it's so funny that we're taught to go to altar call. We're taught to ask God for help. We're taught to ask, you know, in the Bible, so many verses on asking. But yet, the people he brings into our lives, we don't ask. God brings us people and opportunities in our life. Um, you know, I'm not here to promote what I'm passionate about. I'm here to promote SOAR and, and my passion with SOAR. But, you know, with my book, I wrote The Power of Asking. And I truly believe if you do not ask questions and you don't ask, you're going to remain stagnant. And I wanted you to elaborate is that, you know, do you feel that asking questions and asking for help is a key component to soar your business to the next level? Because, you know, First Lady Jake, Sarita, she asked questions. But a lot of entrepreneurs, they are afraid to ask questions because of pride, ego, you know, I might sound stupid, you know, whatnot. What is your thoughts well, you know, on that? You know, one of the things you have to realize, uh, it's very important that you garner as much information as you can. Uh, the real estate people say that it's location, location, location. Entrepreneurs, it's information, information, information. The more information, the less likely you are to have setbacks while we create the wheel. And today you have information right in your pocket. I mean, it's not like you have to get in the car and go to the library or this or that and the other. Information is at a fingertip. And then beyond going to galvanizing information, when you start interacting with people, you are gathering experience. Not only do they have information, but they have experience. Information and experience are two different things. There are a lot of people at a university who can teach you how to do something, but they can't do it themselves because they've never experienced it. So while I think it's important to have textbook information and galvanized information and Googled information and articles and magazines that are all a reflection of where you're going in your life, don't tell me you're going to be an architect and you're not subscribed to architectural design. And so, you, you know, your, your whole life should be a reflection of where you are going. But then your friendship base, your support base, the activities you attend are also catalysts from which you can extract information. And it's not that hard to get people to talk about themselves. I mean, no, people love no. to tell you what they did and how they did it, and they really get a feeling and a euphoria out of giving back to you. And all you have to do is be interested, listen more than you talk, retain as much as you can, and then make decisions based on the 360-degree uh, development of real, well-rounded information. Yeah, my next question was to give examples how people can ask for help or ask the right questions to start their business off on the right foot, but I think you just hit the nail on the head because, you know, if you don't ask, you don't know. And Let and me touch on it just a little bit because I think there are some things that we can point at beyond what I said. First of all, is there a demand in your area? It's not enough to know about your business. You have to know about your area. 
Is there a demand in your area? How many people in your area are doing what you're doing? And if there are other people doing it, have they targeted the demo that you're targeting? So that's different. You may open up uh, a bakery shop and maybe all you do is donuts, but there's somebody down the street who does cupcakes. But understand, is there a demand for it? And so getting the kind of information on the demand and then the convenience of it. How do people want to access it? Is it something that we can do through an app? Is it something that we do a delivery service for? You know, there's a lot of good questions to find out. You know, I'm going to open up uh, um, maybe an accounting firm, but maybe, maybe the most powerful, innovative thing right now is accounting online. How do we do that, you know, to do the research and find out what there is a demand for? Because there is nothing worse than supplying something for which there is no demand. This is going to sound crazy, and I know you understand it because you talk about it in your book, but people, I've tried to beat this in people's heads for the past 10 years, and I'm not getting anywhere. Well, I get somewhere, but, you know, the past 10 years, I'm not spent a dime on marketing. I've done everything through YouTube, how my book became a New York Times bestseller, all the stuff that's happened to me, you know, Forbes TV, all this stuff has come through social media. People are like, who is your PR person? And I'm like, you're looking at her. But the whole point I'm trying to make is that, you know, I have seen how the Potter's House from, you know, eChurch Online and, and, you know, everything that you have done with the social media platforms. I know you are a huge advocate on offering your goods and services online. I mean, you even mentioned it in store. The Internet has dramatically, as you state, redefined business as we've known it. And, I mean, like I said, look at what it has done with eChurch and live streaming. Could you stress seriously the importance to people who are afraid of social media, the, the importance of it? Because I know you know the importance of it. I know the importance of it, but there are people that are, you know, baby boomers or, or whatnot out there that could be enhancing their life and, and profiting from working at home. And, and like you said, you have the internet and the touch of things at your fingertips, but people are not using it. And I yeah. really want people to hear from you because, you know, they well, can well, see what I've done, but coming from you... They need to hear it from you. One of the things that I hope that they will register and come to the International Pastors and Leadership Conference, a lot of times people say, well, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a leader, but it's also for entrepreneurs. We're going to be teaching about how to get the most out of social media. It is so important. I'm very passionate about it. And I think sometimes people are afraid of it because there are trolls out there and there is negativity out there. But there's also oh, yeah. there's a button on, on, on there that says delete. And and block, and those are wonderful things to have. Do not allow the small percentage of naysayers who have nothing to do but to write acrimonious statements about any and everybody to stop you from seeing the magnitude of what a great tool this is, what a great resource it is. But a lot of here's here's where people are missing it, and they will hear our conversation, and they will open up an Instagram account, a Facebook, a Twitter, or what have you. And they will post a couple of things and say it didn't do anything for me. You have to feed it every day. You cannot You know, the, exactly. And people, um, I'm really big, and I know you're really big into gratitude, and I talk a lot about making comments. They just make one comment. It takes a second to make a comment versus just liking or retweeting. 
because that one comment is going to get you seen, make you stand out different than everyone else. It's creating a disruption on the internet just by exactly what you said. And, um, you know, that's why when Forbes did a story, they said, uh, they did a story on me how uh, gratitude advances marketing and branding. And people were like, what? And it was all about what you just touched on, making comments, opening up accounts, stepping outside your comfort zone. And as you talk about all the time, walking, you know, doing it awkwardly, you might feel really uncomfortable doing it, but you have to make comments and engage and build relationships online. Yes. Yeah, it's very important. And and let me say this too. Uh, if you want people to follow you, uh, one, you have to feed it. Two, you have to be consistent. Three, you have to, whatever you want uh, them to access in terms of product, give it away. Give it away. Give away information. If you're a dentist, give me tips for cleaning my teeth. Give me tips for checking my gums. Give me tips. Give it away. It's don't hold it back and say, come to my office, come to my office, come to my office. Give away enough material that I want to follow you. When we ask people to follow us, the first thing I want to know is where are you going? So if you want people to follow you, give them a sense of where you're going. Give them a a reason to follow you. And, And if you give enough information away, they will follow you back home for the products and whatever you have. So those are some things, some practical things that entrepreneurs can use. For instance, in my for-profit business, I do uh, television and film. You would never pack out a theater if you didn't give away clips of the movie. You you have exactly. to give, you, you have you have to get on social media and give away something give away something that causes people to want to see more or want to have more. So to those persons who are novice at social media, it's not going to work just because you opened up a Facebook account and we've got a two pictures you and your grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Give us some oh, information. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have no. I mean, how many people? Um, you know, say, well, I opened up a Facebook page and it doesn't work. I said, well, people go and like your page once, never go back again. And I'm one of these people, I don't tell people what they want to hear, but what works and what doesn't. And I'm just like, you know, just like you said, you got to engage and, and build relationships and, and give value because you have to uh, create a solution to somebody else's problem and, you know, use the talents and gifts that you've been giving. Um, Two more questions. I know that you say in your book, a lot of people think that they do not need a mentor or a coach. Um, you know, I have a mentor. Actually, you're one of my mentors. And yeah. people think that they can do it on their own. What advice can you give someone who has the mentality that they don't need help, they don't need anyone? I mean, I have people come to me and they say, oh, you know, I know you're known for branding and marketing, but I can open up an account on my own. Just like you said, they think that just by opening up a town or just by, you know, hiring a 14-year-old kid to do their social media that it's going to work. But people don't realize that find someone that's more of an expert. I want to respond because they're they're getting ready to put me on on, on, my – I've got a lineup of press to do. But let me me say to that person, uh, Michael Jordan needed a coach. Tiger Woods needed a coach. 
Angela Bassett has a coach. Nobody who's great at anything got great because they were independent of things that would enhance you. And so a coach, to have a coach doesn't belittle you. It doesn't diminish you. It doesn't demean you. You just become better at it when you uh, have a coach. So I wanted to get a chance to answer your question. I think it's really important. Uh, you, I cannot express how much it does for you to have a coach and cuts down your learning curve, actually saves you more than it costs you. It really, really enhances your life. I tell people, if, if reading my book doesn't, doesn't do anything for what you're trying to do, then, then, then give it back because it's not about the money. It's not about the resources. I really think the book will make way more than it ever costs you. And the people you bring That's in your true. life, if they don't, if they don't, if they don't bring more than they take, you have to reassess that relationship. <laughs> and what can uh, entrepreneurs expect at the leadership conference in Dallas at the Potter's House April 17th through 21st? Because that's the last thing I want you to touch on because I know you have to go is what yeah. can entrepreneurs expect? I could talk to you all day, but I'm so excited about the, the leadership conference. People are coming from all over the country. Uh, they're coming from all over the world. There's going to be special classes for entrepreneurs. The things we're talking about now, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts, the algorithms, what to do with them, how to interpret the information that you receive to better understand and demystify the areas where there's confusion in marketing and business. There's a huge opportunity to network. You're going to be trained by some of the people who are experts in business, how to set up your corporations, how to set up your 501c3s, what you can and cannot do from a legal perspective, ours perspective, how to really enhance your tools, how to get out there with what you're trying to do, and how to better take your business to the next level, whether it's a startup company or whether it's a business that you're trying to take to the next dimension. They will also be out there with people who are pastors and, and ministries and people of faith who are trying to build churches, start churches, develop ministries, become more proficient. It is the only conference of its kind where faith and finances and family all come together in a concerted effort to make you holistic because, and I'll say this quickly, if you are successful in one area and not in the other, one will eat up the other one. If you win in business but you lose in life, then your life starts to cannibalize and affect your business. You want to win across the board and not just in one area. Oh, wow. <laughs> this has been so great. Yeah, that, you just nailed it. That was the nail in the coffin. That was. Thank you so much. I love you. Thank you so much for, you know, spending time with me and Tell people how they can get um, to the leadership conference. What website yes. can they go it's, to? It's April 17th uh, through the 21st. It's going to be here in Dallas. We're going to host it at the Potter's House. They do need to register in order to come. They can go to pastorsandleaders.org and register and get more information about how they can be a, a part. Don't be afraid to come and feel like, well, I don't know anybody and I'll be out of place. You won't be out of place. We're going to love you no. and love you and love you and love you and love you and you're going to have a great time. I'm honored to be a member of the Potter's House and I am honored. I cannot, I'm super excited to come. So Thank I will you. definitely be there and I will share this to all my uh, followers and my my list and so forth, I'm going to put it out there and um, thank you so much for your well, time. Marty, we're honored to have you. God bless you and have a great day. You are a blessing. <laughs> All right, God bless. Bye -bye.
All right, bye-bye.